Hi, welcome to MR Explorer. I'm Zay Johnson, your host. Today I want to talk about something that's been on my mind recently when it comes to the way that we talk about change, or perhaps it's just the way that I have typically thought about change. Specifically, the types of change that there are available and still progress to be made on in the insights industry. And secondly, the idea that at least I have had about who would be receptive to making such a change or making any change in their, in their role and in the way that they approach their work. First, let me talk about the types of change. I see that there is still a ton of room for us to change the way that we work, big and small, in the insights industry. For example, some of the things that are kind of small would be the way that we ask questions. I know Annie Pettit has written a book about um, humans aren't robots and the fact that so often we end up going into business speak or using acronyms or just kind of sounding robotic in the way that we ask our questions. That's one of the things that I think is a simple change that we can make in the studies that we do is making them more human sounding while still not including a bunch of bias. That's a topic for another time. Another change, but a lot bigger, is that I still see necessary and still available to us is moving away from the 45-minute survey. 45 minutes, 50 minutes, 30 minutes, even 20 minutes. People, it's just too long. Five minutes, 10 minutes. I was actually taking a survey the other day that was listed as being a 10-minute survey, and I surprised myself at how I was tuning out by the end of the 10 minutes and I just wanted it to be done. And I was thinking, how many more questions do I have to answer before I'm done with this survey? I was surprised and I thought, if this is me, someone who works in this field, who has been going around <laughs> saying 10 minutes is an optimal time for taking a survey, and yet I myself am getting tired of a survey before the 10 minute mark, what is the experience that we as an industry are giving our own people who are supposed to be responding to these surveys? Why are we surprised that they are not responding to these surveys? Why are we surprised at the rates of dropouts and at the fact that there are fewer and fewer people who want to take surveys in the first place? There was another time that I remember, it was just a few minutes, but it was a survey that was at a particular um, theme park and it, it was not one of the big name theme parks it was a small theme park but it had this little kiosk now one would think that at a kiosk the, your survey isn't going to be very long but the, the questions just kept being asked to the point that my husband was actually the one who was taking the survey I was waiting for him and I was getting anxious waiting for him to finish the survey wondering when it was going to end ultimately he ended up walking away from it because it just didn't ever seem to stop so again, huge room for improvement for us in the industry to make sure that our surveys are, are short, are targeted, are asking questions that relate to one thing and only asking those questions that are necessary. Now, another way that I see another opportunity for improvement for us in the industry is the way that we even approach our work. So often we are just order takers. Our clients come to us, even when we're working on the brand side, our clients come to us, our stakeholders come to us and say, we need X, Y, and Z done so that we can make a decision and we need this done in time for this particular meeting. 
we end up going through working that project, calling it good, and then waiting for the next project, or perhaps not even waiting for the next project, just continuing projects as, as they come in. Instead, I think there's a different approach that we can take, and I think one that is increasingly being demanded of us, and that is to truly be the voice of the customer. Whether we're a brand or working on the brand side, or whether we're working on an agency side, like working at an Ipsos or a Kantar or any of the smaller agencies, there is a huge opportunity for us to leverage the work that has already been done in the past, learn from it, share those learnings from that work, and then build upon them by doing better studies that are, again, shorter, more targeted, and answer questions that have not already been answered. So there's a few different ways that I see us being able to change this industry. Some are much easier to make, some changes are much easier to make than others. I would say one of the most difficult things, difficult changes to make are both survey length because having been on the brand side, having worked with stakeholders, having worked with multiple stakeholders who are relying on my study and trying to push back and say, no, we can, we are better off spending less money now and getting this audience again later and being told, but it's so hard to get this audience in the first place. We want to ask as many questions as we can of them now because we don't think that they're ever gonna answer another survey again, kind of a scenario. That is extremely hard to push back on. That is extremely hard to fight. That is extremely, an extremely hard battle to win. And I fully admit I did not win that battle when I was in my role and the brand side working on a study that had a difficult to reach audience. It was tough to go back and say, but if you spend just a little more money, we can cut this study up and then we can get better information coming, coming out of it, more reliable, more valid. Um, it was very difficult to, to convince the stakeholders of that. And ultimately it, it was a struggle even just to get a study down to 15 minutes. But it is something that still, even making progress, any type of progress to shorten the study is still worth fighting for. The other change that I think is extremely difficult to make is figuring out how best to leverage all the information that has already been gathered from previous studies. I think that's one that is more difficult because we are so used to working on a project-by-project -project basis based on what is it that is a demand at the current time. I think I talked about this a little bit in my previous, or in my previous podcast episode, but I, st I still think it's a necessary change and I still think that it is one that has to happen because of a few reasons. One, I see a lot more people on the brand side who are becoming DIY. So many platforms are now more readily available. They're a lot more robust, a lot more approachable. And so we have people who are going out and, and, and doing their own research. Frankly, friends, that is making insights a little less needed, a little less important. It doesn't mean that we don't have a, play, a space to play, but I think it does mean that we need to acknowledge that many of our stakeholders are able to do some of their research on their own. And if they're not turning to us because we are too difficult to work with, or we are um, creating data that is just for some reason becoming unusable, then, then there comes a time where we have to face that reality and we have to figure out what to do with it. Again, topic for another episode. And I also understand that when I say 
we are difficult to work with. I'm also talking in the same breath, saying that we need to be pushing back on people who are asking us to do 20-minute surveys. I don't know how to reconcile that, honestly. I think it comes with relationship management, and I think it comes with a ton of persistence and a ton of patience. And, uh, and again, I'll, I'll address that in, a further, in another episode. But again, these changes are difficult to make. Now, as I've been thinking about all these different changes that, are, that have various levels of difficulty in, in, in being made in the insights industry, I also have been thinking about the way that change is sometimes talked about. And this is not industry specific by any means. But generally speaking, we tie the desire to change or the openness to change to age or tenure in a position. When it comes to change in the workplace, we tend to think that people who have been doing a particular job for years on end, they are stuck in their ways, they're not going to be willing to change. And people who are newer in role or newer to the industry, whatever industry it might be, are going to be more likely to take risks. And I think this impacts the way that we message in, the, in whatever industry. We tend to, to feel like younger people, people who are newer in role, are going to be more likely to take risks. Therefore, we create messaging that's more about those risks. People who have been in role for a long time, probably not as open to it. And so we create messaging that, has, that is less, less cutting edge, a little less button pushing a little less forward thinking, if you will, in terms of really dramatically changing the way that things might be done. Perhaps it's just me that thinks this way, but I, I kind of don't think that's the case because I have heard it said by others, oh, that person has been enrolled for 30 years, they're not going to want to change. And then I realize that people that I have, uh, I look back at the people that I have worked with and even people who are, are the thought leaders in this space who have been in role, who have been in the insights industry for years on end, have a ton of experience, have a ton of tenure in this industry, who are the thought leaders in pushing for this change. For example, Ray Pointer, Annie Pettit, um, Jamin Brazil, some of these people who have, who have more tenure, have more senior experience, have more experience in this role Please note, I am not saying that they're old. I'm saying that they have done this for a longer amount of time that are thought leaders. And I think I have, well, I don't think, I know I have worked with people who have been new to role who are extremely hesitant to take on something new because, well, let's face it, what they want to do is be able to have a lot of really good wins and really early wins in their career so that they have a basis from which they can say, trust me, I know that this is a risk, but I know that it's one worth taking. They are actually probably more risk averse in that case. And it made me realize that when it comes to change, it's not so much tenure, it's not so much age, it's more the attitude towards change. And I think more and more we are seeing people who, for one reason or another, are becoming more open to changing the way that they work. That might be because their stakeholders' demands have changed. 
that might be because their stakeholders are doing more DIY work and now the value that they are going to provide to their stakeholders is being able to leverage previous studies and being able to really truly be the voice of the customer and say here is everything that we know about the customer to date let's start from there so that you're not doing work over that's already been done perhaps it's budgets that are getting getting tighter and in that case people are looking for different ways to do things so that they can preserve budget but also preserve the value of the insights being delivered to the companies Perhaps it's a change in a direction of a company where because budgets are getting tighter, roles are changing and even insights roles are being eliminated. And people are starting to fear that if they don't change, they are going to be next to be looking for a new role because their department is going to continue to shrink. For whatever reason, I am seeing that there is a a shift in attitude towards change, but I still think that there is more that can be done. And I don't know exactly how to go about it because there will always be those personalities who are more risk averse. There will always be those personalities that are more open to risk. That's just, I think, I think that's just a, a matter of fact that you're going to have people who fall at various levels of, on that spectrum of openness to risk. What do we do about it? I think we leverage the people who are more open to change. We help them get those wins. We help them establish those case studies that can then be used to help convince others who are not quite as open to change to feel less, less risk-taking, that making the change is less taking a risk than it might otherwise feel. If we can, as an industry, show more value in changing the way that we work, if we can show more value gained in terms of career progression, in terms of value to the company, in terms of the, um, the impact that is being made by being that voice of the customer inside a company, I think then it becomes far less a, a thought of risk and more a thought of doing something that is gonna further your impact in your role for those people who are more risk averse. But I think we don't talk about that enough. I think there, we don't talk enough about all of those times that there, those successes have taken place. For example, when it comes to shortening a survey, we don't talk about how we have better results, we have um, better, uh, better response rates. We don't talk about how we have response rates that are also, or responses that are more, uh, more generalizable. I don't think that's a word, <laughs> but, but are better representative of the audiences that we actually are wanting to talk to. We need to talk more about that. And that's something that I'm hoping to bring to this podcast more is looking for some of those wins, looking for some of those people who have been making those changes, what it took to make that change, being real about the risk that was taken in making a change, and also being real about the results that were, that were driven or perhaps learnings that were learned because of taking the risk that was taken. If you are one of those people, I would love for you to reach out to me either on LinkedIn 
or on Twitter at Z-O-N-T-Z-I-R-Y, that's my full name, uh, at Tonteri. On Twitter, I would love to hear from you because I would love to, to chat with you and get to learn more so that we can start raising some of those, those wins, some of those learnings, uh, some of those failures even, because I think there is, there is so much more that can be shared from people who are going out, are taking those risks, are making those changes. So again, reach out to me on LinkedIn, reach out to me on Twitter. I would love to hear from you. If you are someone who has gone out, taken a risk in the insights industry and has found that it has, has found that it has worked or even has found that it hasn't worked, I'd love to hear from you so that we can start sharing more of those stories. Thanks for listening. I will talk to you again soon.